The world is changing fast, but you can learn it at a slower pace. Special English. You're listening to Special English. Here's the news. The top 10 Chinese internet trending terms of 2023 have been unveiled by the National Language Resources Monitoring and Research Center. Terms on the list include at future, part of the English slogan of the Hangzhou Asian Games, special forces style travel, a hip way among young people in China to make the best out of short holiday breaks, intelligent life, and village super league. As part of the yearly event, Chinese Language Review 2023, the top 10 internet trending terms are selected based on the National Language Resources Monitoring Corpus, which boasts over 8 billion characters. This is Special English. The Research Center for Qinling Giant Panda in northwest China's Shanxi province has reported an increasing number of captive giant pandas this year. The number of total captive pandas at the center has reached 49 after seven new cubs, five males and two females were born this year. The new cubs were born in August and September, and they are all in good health. Established in 2018, the research center is one of China's major giant panda breeding and research bases. The Qinling giant panda, also known as the brown panda, is a subspecies of giant panda first recognized in 2005. It has a smaller and rounder skull, shorter snout, and less fur than the more familiar Sichuan subspecies. The subspecies is primarily found in the Qinling Mountains of Shanxi Province. You're listening to Special English. Days after China implemented a visa-free travel policy for six countries, China and Singapore have announced a 30-day visa exemption agreement for their residents. The move is part of measures taken by Chinese authorities to boost the travel 
and tourism sector besides moves including streamlined application processes and reduced fees for visa applications. Announcing the news on December 7th in Tianjin, Singapore's Deputy Prime Minister Lawrence Wong highlighted that personnel exchanges between both sides are increasing and mutual flights are getting close to the pre-pandemic level. Following the announcement, travel operator Trip.com Group saw searches for China-Singapore flight tickets and related hotel bookings surged by 90% and 50% respectively, while Tongcheng Travel, an online travel agency, reported an 18% uptick in online traffic for Singapore tourism on its platform. Echoing a similar sentiment, a staff member at tourism services provider Jinjiang Travel said that for domestic travelers, Singapore has always been a popular destination during winter particularly around the Spring Festival or the Chinese Lunar New Year. In July, China restored a 15-day visa-free policy for Singaporean passport holders, which had been paused for over three years due to the COVID-19 pandemic. According to Trip.com Group, Singapore saw about 1 million visits from China in the first nine months of this year, just 35% of the 2019 figure. This new visa-free arrangement also comes in the wake of similar 30-day exemptions introduced by Thailand and Malaysia for Chinese residents in late September and early December, respectively. Xiao Peng, a researcher at Chunar Big Data Research Institutes, said that while tourism in Malaysia has been slow to recover despite its visa waiver, the exemption for Singapore might spur travel plans particularly during the Spring Festival. According to Xiao, it offers travelers the opportunity of visiting two destinations in one trip, making the combined journey to both countries a more attractive option.
in an effort to boost both inbound and outbound travel, Chinese authorities have introduced a slew of measures. China's Ministry of Foreign Affairs recently announced a 25% reduction in Chinese visa fees for travelers from several countries. And in July, major domestic payment platforms Alipay and WeChat Pay began enabling overseas tourists to directly link their accounts with credit or debit cards issued by international operators, including Visa. In November, China also unveiled a unilateral visa-free policy for passport holders from six countries, including France, Germany, and Malaysia, which took effect December 1st. Spokesperson of China's Ministry of Foreign Affairs Wang Wenbin said that nearly 18,000 individuals from these countries entered China between December 1st and 3rd, marking a 39% increase in daily arrivals compared to November 30th. This is Special English. You've been listening to programs from CGTN Radio. CGTN Radio. We invite you to visit us online for more audio, pictures, and in-depth reports. At radio.cgtn.com, you can access a wide range of programs and find your favorite news, talk, features, entertainment shows, and podcasts. Hear the difference with CGTN Radio. Sideline Story brings you all things sports related. The hottest topics, latest events, juiciest stories, all with a very personal take. Subscribe to Sideline Story Podcast for heated sports discussions covering events that are happening in China and around the world. You're listening to Special English. China will become the world's largest aviation services market by 2042, with its market value climbing to 54 billion US dollars. That is according to a market forecast by Airbus. China is set to overtake Europe and North America to top the global market for aviation services as the country's in-service commercial aircraft fleet is expected to grow to 10,930 by 2042. It is creating more opportunities for the services market in three major areas, 
namely maintenance, training, and operations, as well as passenger experience enhancement. The Airbus forecast predicts that China's demand for pilots, technicians, and cabin crew members will more than double to 561,000 in 2042 from 212,000 jobs in 2023. This is Special English. China has issued a new plan to improve air quality, a major development in the country's continuing battle for blue skies. Under the action plan unveiled on December 7th by the State Council, Cities in China are to reduce PM2.5 density by 10% by 2025 compared to 2020 levels and to keep the number of days each year with heavy pollution to 1% or less. One way China Program Director at NGO Clean Air Asia said that cities will be set targets determined by their level of air quality in 2020 under the concept of differentiated management. One added that the last decade has not only seen a significant improvement in air quality, but also an overall upgrade of the air quality management system. The plan focuses on China's major clusters of economic activity, including the Beijing-Tianjin-Hebei region, and the Yangtze River Delta region. The Beijing-Tianjin-Hebei region has been setting a more ambitious target of reducing PM2.5 density by 20%. The action plan, which proposes curbs on projects with high energy consumption and emissions, such as in the coal and steel industries, is China's third-ever national-level action plan for improving air quality. The first two plans released in 2013 and 2018 were successful in lowering China's average PM2.5 density by 57% and the number of heavy pollution days by 93% since 2013. Bao Sun Quan, a professor 
at Fudan University's Department of Environmental Science and Engineering said that the country has now entered a new phase of higher quality pollution governance, which is to reduce pollution, cut carbon emissions, while expanding green development and pursuing economic growth. This is Special English. Archaeologists have found an expanse of prehistoric rice field dating back about 5,300 to 5,500 years in East China's Zhejiang province, covering about 1,000 square meters. The ancient paddy field was discovered in the core area of the Neolithic Hamudu culture, where human activity was frequent. That is according to Ningbo Municipal Research Academy of Cultural Heritage Management. Three ridges, nine pits, and some remains of rice and weeds were discovered during the excavation work. A ditch for irrigation and drainage was also unearthed at the site, along with a road believed to have connected surrounding residences with the paddy field. The researchers supposed that the pits had been formed during the renovation of the ridges and the ditch in prehistoric time. The new findings at the site help reveal a complete rice field system at that time providing important research materials for studies on the rice planting agricultural mode in the local plain area. Hamudu culture, named after Hamudu Township of Ningbo, where its ruins were first discovered, belongs to a prehistoric society along the lower reaches of the Yangtze River and is known for its rice-planting agriculture and unique stilt-style architecture. You're listening to Special English. That's the end of this edition of Special English. To recap, I'm going to read two of the news items again at normal speed. Please listen carefully. Days after China implemented a visa-free travel policy for six countries, China and Singapore have announced a 30-day visa exemption agreement for their residents. The move is part of measures taken by Chinese authorities to boost the travel and tourism sector besides moves including streamlined application processes and reduced fees for visa applications. 
Announcing the news on December 7th in Tianjin, Singapore's Deputy Prime Minister Lawrence Wong highlighted that personnel exchanges between both sides are increasing and mutual flights are getting close to the pre-pandemic level. Following the announcement, travel operator Trip.com Group saw searches for China-Singapore flight tickets and related hotel bookings surged by 90% and 50% respectively, while Tongcheng Travel, an online travel agency, reported an 18% uptick in online traffic for Singapore tourism on its platform. Echoing a similar sentiment, a staff member at tourism services provider Jinjiang Travel said that for domestic travelers, Singapore has always been a popular destination during winter, particularly around the Spring Festival or the Chinese Lunar New Year. In July, China restored a 15-day visa-free policy for Singaporean passport holders, which has been paused for over three years due to the COVID-19 pandemic. Data from Trip.com Group shows that Singapore saw about 1 million visits from China in the first nine months of this year, just 35% of the 2019 figure. This new visa-free arrangement also comes in the wake of similar 30-day exemptions introduced by Thailand and Malaysia for Chinese residents in late September and early December, respectively. Xiao Peng, a researcher at Chunar Big Data Research Institutes, said that while tourism in Malaysia has been slow to recover despite its visa waiver, the exemption for Singapore might spur travel plans, particularly during the Spring Festival. According to Xiao, it offers travelers the opportunity of visiting two destinations in one trip, making the combined journey to both countries a more attractive option. In an effort to boost both inbound and outbound travel, Chinese authorities have introduced a slew of measures. China's Ministry of Foreign Affairs recently announced a 25% reduction in Chinese visa fees for travelers from several countries. And in July, major domestic payment platforms Alipay and WeChat Pay began enabling overseas tourists to directly link their accounts with credit or debit cards issued by international operators, including Visa. In November, China also unveiled a unilateral visa-free policy for passport holders from six countries, including France, Germany, and Malaysia, which took effect December 1st. Spokesperson of China's Ministry of Foreign Affairs, Wang Wenbin, said that nearly 18,000 individuals from these countries entered China between December 1st and December 3rd, marking a 39% increase in daily arrivals compared to November 30th. This is Special English. Archaeologists have found an expanse of prehistoric paddy field dating back about 5,300 to 5,500 years in East China's Zhejiang province. Covering about 1,000 square meters, the ancient paddy field was discovered in the core area of the Neolithic Hamudu culture where human activity was frequent. That is according to Ningbo Municipal Research Academy of Cultural Heritage and Management. Three ridges, nine pits, and some remains of rice and weeds were discovered during the excavation work. A ditch for irrigation and drainage was also unearthed at the site, along with a road believed to have connected surrounding residences with the paddy field. The researchers supposed that the pits had been formed during the renovation of the ridges and the ditch in prehistoric time. The new findings at the site helped reveal a complete rice field system at that time, providing important research materials for studies on the rice planting agricultural mode in the local plain area. 
Hamudu culture, named after Hamudu Township in Ningbo, where its ruins were first discovered, belongs to a prehistoric society along the lower reaches of the Yangtze River and is known for its rice planting agriculture and unique stilt style architecture. This is the end of today's program. I hope you'll join us every day to learn English at a slower pace.